0: Psalm 107, and I want to read one verse of Scripture, and I appreciate the gentleman being here with Landon this morning. He was here last Sunday night. I'm glad he's here with us today as well, and good to see Kristen. And um, glad you're here. And I'm getting—I'm going to have an Alzheimer's moment, Brother Josh. Help me, Amber. Good to have Amber this morning. I got so much running around in my mind that I can't keep it all stacked up and straight. I I think there's a mental fraud that's going on in my mind. (laughs) But it is good to see Amber. Amen. Psalm 107. I'd like to read verse 22. The Bible says there, And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. And um, let's ask the Lord to touch this word here this morning. Lord, we're thankful, God, for the touch of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that has been in this sanctuary. I pray, Lord, today, God, there are so many things taking place in our world. And I know, God, that our minds, Lord, are at, Lord, being pulled in a thousand directions. And I believe, God, some of that, Lord, is spiritual in nature. And I pray, Lord, today, God, that this service, the singing, the praying, Lord, the preaching, the word, that, God, that it would somehow, Lord, settle every one of us and that our minds, God, would Lord, be cleansed from the attack of the world and the attack of the enemy. Lord, I pray for our nation. I pray, God, for those that are, Lord, involved, God, in, in ways, Lord, that, God, that would expose unrighteousness and corruption. I ask you, Lord, today, God, that you empower them. I pray, God, that you give them physical strength. I ask you, Lord, that you give them, Lord, divine insight and that you would help them to be able, Lord, to fulfill the role, God, that they have been brought to at this point in time. I plead with you, save our nation, Lord. Our world is dependent. Lord, our world is dependent, God. I know, Lord, what your word says that that God prophecy is going to be worked out. But Lord, we need you in this hour more than we've ever needed you before. I pray, Lord, today that God, that in this congregation, Lord, that there would be, Lord, saints of God that would feel the authority of the Holy Ghost. And that authority, Lord, would well up inside of their spirits. And God, that you would empower their prayers, Lord with a divine measure of faith, Jesus. I pray, God, that the gift of faith, Lord, would operate in this room here this morning. Strengthen us, Lord, as a church. Lord, let there be spiritual strength, God. Somehow, Lord, come in to every one of our lives. I pray that today in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands to the Lord here this morning. Oh, in the name of Jesus, oh, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. I got two mics up here coming at you, double barrel this morning, I need to put one of them down. Um, I want to preach to you on this thought <clears throat> about the sacrifices of thanksgiving. You're aware that this week coming up on Thursday is a special holiday. It was established in our nation a number of years ago, and and it is a time where that we come together and we thank God for the things that He has placed in our hearts and in our spirits. And I know that, that sometimes that whenever we are busy, And whenever we are being pulled in a thousand different directions, that it can be very easy to forget about the blessings that we have in our lives. I know sometimes that the trials and the challenges that you face as a child of God, as a saint of God, can sometimes cause you to forget the necessary things, sometimes the simple things of life that we forget to thank the Lord about. And and there is that part that whenever you start realizing and and looking at it that that we have to realize that one of the the horrible sins of scripture it certainly is not uh the ugliest one but it is a sin that Paul mentioned in Romans 1 whenever he began to say that there would be those that were ungrateful. I want to be grateful for the things that the Lord has given to me in Uh, my personal life. And I pray that you have those same thoughts as well, that, that there would be a gratefulness that you have for what God has established and worked out in your life. William Shakespeare said it like this. He said, I hate gratitude more than lying and vainness and babbling and drunkenness or any other vice whose strong corruption inhabits our frail blood. He went on to say this. He said, how sharper than a serpent's tooth is to have a thankless child? And I think that probably all of us have experienced that at some point that you gave a child something and then they turned around and there was not any real thanks or gratefulness and it was because of their immaturity, youthful, immaturity, but sometimes we can fall in to the trap of looking at our lives and thinking uh, that, that everything is perhaps not as we would want it to be. The scripture that I read to you here this morning, Psalm 107 and verse 22, it says, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. How great that God has been to us. How good that a great God has been to every single one of us here today. And I, I know that uh, 2020 has been one of the most incredible years that we have ever dealt with. Certainly in my lifetime that it just seemed like that there was one thing after another that just would not. Uh, let up, but yet in the middle of all of this, it's important for us as individuals and as families and as a church to realize that the Lord God has been good to every single one of us. I'd like for you to look with me to Psalm 107 and verse one. It says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endured forever Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That sums up New Testament salvation right there, that we were in the hands of an enemy and yet the Lord out of his goodness and his mercy came along and he began to say that there is salvation and it is indeed as the praise team just sang that there is worth that you have in your life because God redeemed you from the sin and the corruption that is in our world here today. How in the world can we offer up a thanksgiving to the Lord. You would perhaps think of that That verse there. says in verse 22, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. How in the world can we do that? Because we look at this in this scripture here at the psalmist. Is certainly having reference to those Old Testament uh, sacrifices there of thanksgiving we can can look back to that we're aware that there uh, were sacrifices of blood there were sacrifices of of fruit there were sacrifices of grain that was offered up there in the Old Testament so the psalmist is saying that there's going to be sacrifices of that nature that is going to come and we're going to make ourselves available to participate in that but how is it that if there is no sacrificial uh, plan of, of operation in our day today how do we give back to the Lord? I believe that Peter answers that for us in 1 Peter chapter 2 beginning in verse 3 he said it like this if so you have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone he disallowed in of men but chosen of God and precious and then he tells us where we're at he said you as lively stones you're built up a spiritual house you're a holy priesthood and you're to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ the group that you see in here this morning in this sanctuary and even those are children that are over in uh, the Sunday school department that we have to understand that this is not just people getting together for some social reason. This is people or these are people that are gathering together because God defines us in the scriptures that we are lively stones and that we have been built up into a spiritual house. That means that every one of us here today, if we have been spirit field, and we have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're walking a life of holiness that's pleasing to the Lord that you are important to God and that whenever the enemy would try to isolate us and pull us away, that there is that matter. That if he can get us alone, what has he done? He's moved us out of God's will and out of God's purpose. And I again, I just I want to encourage you by just saying this: that there is something that is taking place in this public service that we are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ here this morning and so the question may arise well how in the world would I offer up a spiritual sacrifice that is going to be in a matter of thanksgiving I want to point out some things to you here today and I've got a sermon that is about like an all day sucker but I'll pay attention to the time and if I don't get through all of it then we'll finish it up tonight if the Lord wills that but here is the first thing that I would tell you to do that you need to sacrifice your body your body needs to be sacrificed in a matter of thanksgiving remember what Paul said Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I'm aware that that's a verse reference that you hear, read, or or uh, sometimes we quote it a lot here in uh, our church, and I, I'm not sure that if I have ever really grasped the whole meaning of that verse there. Have you ever desired to give yourself completely and entirely to the Lord? Have you ever felt like that you wanted to give your strength and your energy and your your talent and dare I say your mind? Have you ever thought that I want to give these things to the Lord? there is an express reason that that we should do so and Paul mentions that he said we ought to give ourselves because of the mercies of God what does the mercies of God entail it entails a savior that died that he bled and died for our sins and that means and this is some of what I was teaching Wednesday night that you are not your own you have been bought with a price therefore, glorify God in your body. You belong to the Lord. You belong to God because there's a price that has been paid for us. It was an incredible price. And for that reason, we ought to give our bodies to the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaac Watts wrote a hymn several hundred years ago. And it was called at the cross And these words fit From that song right now But drops of grief can ne'er Repay the debt of love I owe here Lord I give myself away It is all that I Can do at the cross At the cross where I first Saw the light And there is that part And when you understand the burden of sin That has been rolled away That's the reason that I want to present my body in thanksgiving to the Lord Jesus Christ but however despite our intentions sometimes and despite even our best efforts there's times where that that old habits slip back in and old thoughts they make their way back into our lives and old patterns and those things begin to move us away from the Lord and generally speaking it's something that takes place gradually. You just begin to somehow just move away from where God wants you to be. Our heart can get cold and and we can lose some of our love for the world. And yet here's the tragic part about it, is we can still have the same smile. We can still have the same demeanor. We can still have the same action. We can still sit in the same place in the church and when people ask us how that we're doing we answer them with the same conversation I've never been better we sing the same songs and we read the same chapters in the word of the Lord but what's happened is that our heart has become cold but Thankfully, Oh, thankfully, the Spirit of God begins to move and begins to speak softly back into our hearts again and says, you've been bought with a prize and I think you're important and there is something that I have in mind for you and I need you to fulfill the goal that you are being called to do. It's at that point that we get along with the Lord. Now, you keep in mind that that in the Old Testament that there were evening and morning sacrifices. There there was a reason for that because the Lord was aware. He said that in the daily practice of life, there needs to be a morning sacrifice before you start anything through the day. There needs to be a consciousness of God. and, And whatever it is that you need to do, I'm just asking you to do that. There, there's so many things, church, that we have available resources at our hands. I, I, I again, I, I'm, uh, I'm somewhat thankful for my. Uh, for the modern day devices that we have and then there's sometimes I feel like that they're choking the life out of us however we ought to use them in a godly way create playlists out of praise and worship songs Let, let the Bible be read to you whenever you may be on the way to church and there are things that we do why was the Lord wanting morning and evening sacrifices because he knew this that throughout the day there was going to be a contact, that they would come in for sinful things, that you would be around uh, people that would say, they would say horrifically terrible things. It seems like that our society has become so barbaric that now that you walk in, and I was at a a, a dentist appointment here this past uh, uh, week, and... I walked out of there, and I, I just I was I was like, what in the world has happened uh, to our civility that is in our world today? Because the dentist was talking in a way, and the, and the dental hygienist was talking in a way, and I thought we've lost our professionalism in our society. But but it's that constant bombardment, and so it is that in the Old Testament that pattern was set up for the morning and the evening. Saturday. so that in the evening that there was that part that comes in and he says again, we go to a place of worship and no matter where that you have to go, if it is an altar or whether it is a private study that you may have set up in your home or or whether it is a bedroom or a vehicle, wherever it is, there needs to be something in your day where that you move back and you somehow Say I've got to offer up some Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is more than just a holiday. It's more than just coming together over a meal. That there is a gratefulness that pours out of my heart and my spirit to say oh God you have been incredibly good to me and that there are things that I have that I do not deserve whatsoever and so the Lord calls us to present our body as a living sacrifice. It's a sacrifice to be presented. It, it, it's voluntary. God's not going to draft you. He's not going to force you in to doing anything like that. Nobody else can do it for you. It is personal. He's saying that that sacrifice has got to be presented in my life. And I, I'm just going to tell you, I, I, I love Brother Wales teaching. I, I hate to say it, but I have just kind of leaned back over on the, on the front row, and I'm going to tell you something else, too. He's not just kind of just saying, whenever he got in this morning and got to talking about the chronological view of all the scriptures that are in the Word of God, I thought, oh, my Lord, he's gone seminary on us. And uh, there are information here that is important that you know about, that there is something, but listen to me. There is a man that is desired that he's saying, I'm going to present Myself as a sacrifice to be used in this local church, however that may be. There are others here this morning, Friday morning. We've had some issues that we've had to deal with, and you ladies, you'll you'll thank God that we've got that situation taken care of. But Brother Robert Kovac was over here at the church from these 30 Friday morning for us to get those things worked out. It's a sacrifice because his wife says he's retired, and she. He somewhat inferred to me that he sleeps late in the morning time and that 7.30 might be a little bit early for him but he was over here helping us and I I shouldn't have said that but I'll be in trouble with him and her. But but you see what I'm saying to look around and say, hey, there's things that I can be involved in. There's a kingdom of God that I need to present myself for. You're not gonna be drafted. You're not gonna be forced course, this is a volunteer army that the Lord is looking at. And so why should I be involved? It's for thanksgiving. It is to say, oh God, I thank you for what you've done for me. I'm thankful for what you've placed in my life and in my spirit. And the plan and the purpose of God is worked out when people offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. But here's something else that you have to know. It's a sacrifice that's got to be slain. It's got to be the priority of your life. It becomes before everything else. And then it's a sacrifice that is to be whole. That means completely. That means totally. That means that there's nothing that is left out. There's nothing that you have withheld uh, from that in your life. I read about William Booth. He was the founder of the Salvation Army. And whenever he was an elderly man, a man come up to him and said, General Booth, uh, what what was the secret of your life? How is it that the Lord has used you in such an incredible way? They said to the old general, he brushed a tear from his eye and, and he looked up and he said, I, I want you to know it's this, that God has had all that there was of me. God had everything about me. He said, I have no doubt that there have been men that had greater minds and greater opportunities than what I had. But from the first day, he said, I just determined that the Lord was going to have everything about me. About me in my entire life and so church as we look toward Thanksgiving I ask you is there that part of you that one day when we stand before the Lord and we the Lord begins to judge us are we going to answer that question God did you have all of me does he, he have all of you I want God to have every bit of me as an offer of thanks thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, don't worry about how it's going to work out don't worry about trying to figure the plans out and all the designs of that, just know this if you make yourself available to God he's got the way mapped out he's got everything determined and everything taken care of but what he needs is this he needs a man or a woman to step into that role are there going to be hindrances? Are there going to be imprisonments? Absolutely. But keep in mind what Paul said in Acts 20. None of these things, none of them, none of them, they move me. So. I would just tell you, you need to sacrifice your body. But the second thing that you ought to do is to sacrifice your praise. A lot of times that comes uh, through music, that we uh, do congregational singing. And you may wonder why it is that, that I have sometimes started slipping down off the platform and over on that front row over there and singing over there. I started doing that back whenever... Uh, They had the church closed down, and 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 we this this building was empty, and uh, and the praise team, Sister Regina and her folks would be up here, and and uh, instead of me standing up there on the platform, like I just get out on the front row, and and you just start singing. I'm gonna tell you, I can't sing. I know that. I'm I'm confessing that to you. It's a I don't know if it's a sin, but it's certainly a lack in my life. But I like to sing. And I want to tell you something. That's all you need is just to open your mouth and begin to sing. Don't worry about the people that surround you. Everybody will be happy over there. I'll fly away. There is something about singing and coming into a church that we offer our praise up to the Lord. And whether it comes through a, a congregational song or a special song or corrals or choirs or praise teams, we need to put an emphasis on vocal praise because that is what the Bible says. Zechariah 14 and verse 20. In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord. And the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah is going to say holiness unto the Lord of hosts. Isaiah 59 and 19. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord is gonna lift up a standard or a banner against him. Do you realize whenever you walk in to this sanctuary, I have been involved neck deep this week in a variety of things as you have as well but whenever we walk in this place when our minds fill with the troubles of the world and we start praising the Lord what happens the Lord raises up a banner he knows that the enemy is attacking you he knows that the enemy is coming in your direction and so what does he do he groups us together and when we lift up the name of the Lord there is a banner that sweeps through this place and there is spiritual energy and anointing that begins to be invested in this house (laughs) oh yes there is Proverbs 18 and 10 The name of the Lord is a strong tower The righteous They run into it And they are saved Hebrews 13 and 15 From the ESV Says through him then Let us continually offer up A sacrifice of praise To God That is the fruit of our lips That acknowledge his name Your praise My praise is valuable to God. Now don't fall off into that trap that I heard some preachers fall into sometimes and they said y'all come on y'all better worship God because it's like God is needy and that he needs my praise. Listen to me God don't need anything from me whatsoever but I will tell you this that you know as well as I do when you walk in here and you lift your hands up and then Sister Sam's body's not totally healed yet but when she lifts her hands up The Lord can intervene in that situation. When you come in here beat down with financial or personal struggles and you begin to praise the Lord, there is something that takes place in your heart and in your spirit. That's why your praise is valuable to the Lord. And we ought to do it out of thanksgiving and out of honor and reverence to the Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. Name in Jesus' name in Jesus' name. Oh, in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, Psalm 69 and 30. I will praise the name of God with a song. And we'll magnify him with thanksgiving. And then look at what he says in verse 31. He said, this also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullock that has horns and hooves. Your praise is more valuable than what your money is. You realize that? Your praise is more valuable than what your money is. But I want to tell you this. Your money is not a substitute for praise nor is praise a substitute for your money because I'll tell you this if you got the praise right the money takes care of itself but what the psalmist is saying is that our praise means so much to the Lord God Psalm 119 108 accept I beseech you the free will offerings of my mouth oh Lord and teach me your judgments I want to offer up thanksgiving to the Lord but hear some things about your praise that you have to understand first of all your praise has got to be has got to be free will Amen. I'm troubled sometimes whenever I'm on the platform and it was even more noticeable whenever we were in that that the, the old sanctuary but but whenever you can see people that sit in services without any real response of praise there's no really inner uh, interaction that they have uh, whatsoever if the Lord uh, is prepared a heaven for you then you ought to praise Him for that the Lord has died for us we ought to praise God for that I believe it's sinful to sit in a service and not offer up praise to the Lord. That doesn't matter who's singing. That doesn't matter who's leading the service. That doesn't matter who's preaching. All of us ought to have a free will praise that comes out of our hearts because there is something that takes place in your spirit whenever you begin to praise God. Psalm 98 and forward, you know this one, make a joyful noise. That's what I do. It's not a melody. It's a noise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All oh, you earth, make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Our praise not only ought to be fr- free will, but our praise ought to be continual. Oh yeah, our praise ought to be continual. And I'll Justin mentioned we we've had we had a little um army at our house this past week. We had Reagan and we had Asher and Addie and, and uh last night we were getting Asher and Addie situated and I went and uh we went and we, we they like pizza. And uh, if that was the way it was just Pizza. Except for Addie, eats like a vacuum cleaner. It's almost like whatever you put in front of her, she's wanting some of my broccoli. And so I give her a two-year-old eating broccoli. You want some more? Yeah, I want some more. And and uh, but anyways, I, uh, Asher was sitting across the table from me, and. And uh, it's almost like you go back in time. He's four. And it's almost like there is Justin at that age. And Teresa and I had, uh, when she we had him early on, and I was sitting there just watching Asher uh, last night, so much like judgment. There was something in my heart that said, Lord, even though I know the corruption that's in this world, I, I'm thankful for these children that you have given uh, to, to my kids and grandchildren children to us. I, I want to tell you here today that your praise ought to be continual. If you don't think you have anything to praise the Lord about, read your Bible. Go out in your backyard and look around. Go look at the child, at a child's face. Go look at that innocence there. There ought to be something in your heart and in your spirit to say, my praise is going to be continual. And even if you've got an old rattle trap that you Drive. Thank God that He gets you from point A to point B, and especially thank God if it's got an air conditioner in it that will work. There's a lot of things we can praise God about. And then there's something else that we have to know about praise, and that's this it's got to be brought to church. We don't come to church to praise God, we bring our praise with us praise doesn't begin when I get here praise is part of me so when I do get here there's already just a spontaneous part that says oh God I'm thankful for all that you've done in my heart and in my spirit Jeremiah 33 and 11 the voice of joy and the voice of gladness the voice of the bridegroom the voice of the bride the voice of them that shall say praise the Lord of host because the Lord is good for his mercy endureth forever and of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise in to the house of the Lord for I will cause to return the captivity of the land as at the first saith the Lord. You see what's taking place there? Then they enter into the house of the Lord and they begin to praise and what does God say? He said you know what? I'm going to cause the return of the captivity of the land as at the first saying the Lord bring your praise with you work diligently to praise the Lord why because it can change the dynamics of what's going on out there in your life I want us to stand here this morning sacrifice your body sacrifice your praise I'll finish up the rest of it, tonight, the Lord willing. But here's what we have to determine: we have to determine that there's got to be a thankfulness Amen. that takes place in our hearts and in Amen. our spirits. Amen. Thank God that He's preserved our families. Amen. Thank God that He's 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 made. I mean, look back in your life at all of the challenges and the conflicts that you've had to endure and to come through, and yet you're still here. You're still serving the Lord. And those things did not diminish what God was actively working out in your life. To praise the Lord. (coughs) To desire God. To offer Him thanksgiving. I want to pray for you here this morning, Lord thankful God for every need that you have met Lord in our lives I'm thankful Lord for for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that we have Lord experienced here and I dare say Lord that I'm not the only one that wants to say Lord there's some thanksgiving that I need to pour out of my mouth and my heart there's some things Lord that I need to thank you for I pray God today, don't let our minds be so deceived by a world system that would try to say, You don't have anything to praise God for. I rebuke that lie of the enemy and I claim authority over that right now. That says, Lord, your church does have something to praise God about. We do have something to offer up to you in thanksgiving. I pray, Lord, that on this church today, in the name of Jesus, why don't we sing? Why don't we praise? Why don't you step out from where you're at and just begin to praise God?